those folks you shook hands with, you don't know what they're going through right now. You don't know what they're carrying into Christmas. Amen? Uh, you don't know what they're going to face tomorrow. They don't know what they're going to face tomorrow. They probably got plans, but they don't really know. Only God in heaven knows. But uh, uh, we'll, we'll be brief tonight. It's been a long day for a lot of people, I know, and we want to be mindful of your time. But this is God's house, God's word, and uh, we want to honor him. But I just want to bring your, this is not really my thought, but the Lord laid it on my heart all day long. I want you to look at one little verse in Luke chapter 2. It's a Christmas story, obviously. A lot of people could quote it. But there's one little line that, that he's really drawn my attention to probably within the last couple of days. Um, and then I want to share another little thought with you. And uh, we just want to honor the Lord. That's why we're here, amen? That's why we're here, amen? One more time. That's why we're here, amen? There we go, there we go, amen. God is good. Luke chapter 2, verse number 7. And I want you to look at the last sentence in that verse. And it says this. Because there was no room for them in the inn. Because there was no room for them in the inn. Now I want you to think about that one line and, and take it home with you and dwell on this a little bit. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, Josh, that's the only thing that really talks about Jesus being laid in a manger. Is that one verse right there? Because there was no room in the end. But now I want you to think how the world has expanded on that one line. Think of everything that has come from that one line. There's no mention of an innkeeper. Uh... We don't know if he was an, a mean old man or if it was a woman. Uh, we don't know that he said, we ain't got no room, get on out of here. Or if he said, you know, I, I'd really like to help you, but people have come from everywhere to pay their taxes. And we, he's a good businessman. His inn is full or her inn, whoever it may have been, it's full. Good business people. But he had compassion. I believe. And he said, but you know, I see you're in a bad way here. And I want to help you if I can. And, and I got a little spot out back. It, it, it ain't much. We feed our animals out there. But it's, 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 it's kind of enclosed and it'll be warm for you. It'll keep the weather off of you. It ain't much. But you're welcome to it. I don't think he charged them. Amen. We, we paint the innkeeper as a bad guy a lot of times. But hey, nobody else let him in, period. But the old innkeeper or the lady innkeeper, whoever it may have been, maybe the wife was at the desk at the time that Joseph came up because her husband was out doing business. And they let the king of glory be born in their manger, in their stable, in their stall, 
disciples. They didn't know that. But, but just think on that line how the world has expanded that one line and what they've built off of that one line. Now, it doesn't hurt to imagine. I know that. We need to imagine. God wants us to imagine. God wants us to think. Otherwise, he wouldn't give us a mind. Now, he gave most of them a better one than he did me. But hey, he wants us to think about things and, and consider things and look at things. But just, and that's just one, one sentence. Now, you think of what, if we're not careful, what the rest of the world will do with the rest of the Bible. That's where I'm going, see. Uh, I've been doing a little study, and I shared with Josh, I've been doing a little study on the questions that Jesus asked while he was walking on earth. Quite an interesting study. And they're all still very pertinent today. And I find myself going through and writing. Sometimes this is 2 o'clock in the morning. Sometimes it's 5 o'clock in the morning. But that's okay. Me and the Lord, if we have a good time, you say, well, you crazy. That's okay. Leave me alone. I'm doing just fine. Thank you. Uh, but the questions that Jesus asked. And, and you get to, get to feeling it out. And I find myself, and I confess to my preacher today, I said, you know, a lot of times I'll read the question, and then I'll go to write it down, and then when I look back, I've written something a little bit different. Maybe I've switched a word or two, if I'm not careful, from what the Bible actually says. And, and we take things and we, we make it mean what we want it to mean if we ain't careful, you know? Uh but, but that, that one little line right there really hit me hard because there was no room for them in the end. And as far as I know, like I say, that's the only mention of Jesus being laid in a manger anywhere in the Bible. But uh, I want you, to, for our thoughts tonight, I want you to turn over to the book of Romans. Now, what does everybody do at Christmas time? Somebody, tell them what people do at Christmas time. Yes, sir. You what? Celebrating, that's a good one. What's another one? Get together, that's a good one. What's another one? Eat. Hey, we like to eat, don't we? That's apparent. We all say, eat, eat. What else we do? Give presents. Thank you, Lisa. Give presents are gifts. Correct? Now, most everybody in here has, has or does work a job. And when you work a job, what happens? On come Friday, what happens, Sean? you got to write some checks, don't you, brother? Uh, if, if you're the worker, you're, you're collecting, right? You get your wages, right? So actually, I told you uh, chapter number five, but I want to start in chapter number six. And, and one little line right there, too. Chapter six of Romans, verse 23. First line says what? For the wages of sin is death we're all dying every one of us let's pray Lord we are thankful for this day and for this opportunity we are thankful for Jesus we're thankful for this season we're thankful for what he means to me personally and for the way he's carried me for years and when I mess up he takes me back loves on me when I'm unlovable and he puts me in the presence of good people that look out for me and try to help me Lord and 
just pray that you'd help us to be a better Christian, a better example, a better light to these people and to these young people. And, uh, guide us through this season. It's all about you. It's all about you. Help us to keep that in mind. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So we give gifts. Right? All right, let's, let's go back to chapter 5 now. Chapter 5, book of Romans, verse number 12. What's the greatest gift ever? Jesus. Amen. Romans 5, 12, the Bible says this. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free, what's that word? Gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, has abounded unto many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemn, to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses under justification for if by one man's offense death reigned by one much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the mm -hmm, of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ therefore as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men under justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, thank God, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Going back to 6 verse 23, the Bible says this, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's what it's all about. That's what, there is truly something about that name, Jesus. Amen? And if you're here tonight and you don't know him, hey, I beg you, I beg you, when he calls, don't turn him away. Don't turn him away. 
I had the thought early this morning. Uh, we 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 kind of Chuck says he's a rascal, and I tell Chuck I'm a bigger rascal than he is. But we all slip, fall, come short of the glory of God. Obviously, we all have to ask for forgiveness every day. But uh, I had the thought this morning early. Man, ain't you glad that God convicts you? Wouldn't it be awful if he didn't? That'd be a terrible place to be. Feel no conviction from God. But he comes to us and he says, now you know better. He looks down at this old boy all the time. He goes, what in the world are you thinking down there, boy? I mean, you you know, you know better than that, Sam. Huh? You know better than that. And I'm a rascal anyway. But he has a way of, of bringing us back, loving on us. And, and there used to be an old, I think it was Hotel 6, Motel 6, something. What did he say? Leave the light on for you. Praise the Lord. Ain't you thankful to God that he leaves the light on for us? Amen? Huh? Tom Bodette, that's him. That's it. Ain't you thankful that God says, I'll leave the light on for you? It don't matter how far you've gone, how far you've been. I'll leave the light on for you. I love you. Hey, I love you this much. Ain't that what he said? And hey, he meant it. He meant it. And, and hey, he's here to extend forgiveness to anybody. Everybody. He's not worried about what we look like. He's not worried about how much we have, where we live, what we drive. He don't care. He's got it all. It belongs to him. The old saying goes, Cheryl used to say, I think, that he owns the, the hills and the taters in the hills and the cows on the hills. Amen? And he does. It's our Father's world. And, and, and I'll share with you briefly. I went down. I told some of them. Some of them know, I know. But uh, we went yesterday. Had the privilege of going down and seeing a little Christmas play. And it's, it's handicapped folks. Adults, most of them. I guess probably the youngest one, I would say, is probably in their 20s. But, man. Man. They put me to shame. Right at the end of the program, they all stood up, the whole cast. People in wheelchairs, little black guys, big black guys. Gabriel was a big black guy, about this big. Had his little thing on. We had a cow that was 65 years old, a sheep that was probably in his 50s, and he came down the aisle going, bad, bad. Played the part good. But when it came to the end of this program, they stood up, every one of them, and you can help me if you will, and we'll dismiss it in this fashion. Just stand where you are. And they sang this song. They said, Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art. How great thou art. Think about it. Then sings my soul, 
my Savior God to thee.